So if you have your Bibles, just go ahead and turn them to Colossians. Book of Colossians chapter 1, as I'm getting ready here. And the title of my sermon today is The Purpose Given Life. The Purpose Given Life. And I um, came up with this uh, title as I was reading this book here, Colossians. And the book was written to Christians who had kind of um, maybe backslidden or just gone back to their old ways of living and just kind of forgot about who and what Christ and God is. And Paul the Apostle has had, had to um, correct this error in their lives, saying Christ is all you need. He's all sufficient in everything. So that's what this book is basically about in a nutshell. And, um, <clears throat> and I was, as I was reading it, this this question came to my life to my mind, um, and at, at I think at some point in all our lives, we will all ask this question. I I have definitely certainly in my life when I was younger. Um, why am I here? Or what is my purpose in life? Maybe some of these um, questions that some of these. Things you probably have asked yourself before. Does my life matter? Or am I in God's will? You know, what's the grand purpose of our humanity, my humanity and my existence on this earth? What's the purpose of my existence? Have you ever asked yourself that question? <clears throat> you know, or, or am I just here? Or are we just here? for some other reason or for no reason at all. You know, it's sad to say that um, so many people go through their lives, their entire lives without ever knowing the meaning of life. You know, they, they live many years and they never answer these questions. You know, depression plagues our society. And... Um, the Navajo Nation, many are, many, there's a lot of um, suicide going on. And why, why is that happening? Could it be that because people don't have a reason to live? <clears throat> and as a young man, I found myself asking these questions. Wondering and guessing and searching and for the meaning of my life. And when I was young, my older brother, Arnold, he was like my mentor. And um, he once told me, we only get one life. We only get one life. We only get one shot at it, he said to me one time. And I remember that to this day. And as a young man, I was already thinking ahead of my time, my age, and ahead of my classmates and my friends. And when my brother said those words to me, it just really struck home for me that I only get one life. I only get one chance at everything. And that just resonated inside me and it made me want to search for my purpose. And, but today I want to tell you all that God did not leave us in the dark. He wants to answer these questions for us, our purpose, our meaning. 
we find these answers in the Bible here. We were made for a purpose, I believe. We were made for a reason. Our lives do matter. And we are not just an exact accident. You are not an accident. So, before I get into scriptures here, you know, take a pin. Um, I don't have a pin with me here, but what's the purpose of a pin? <laughs> it only has one purpose, right? That purpose is to write. And when it fails, it's useless, basically. I... When I'm writing and my, my pen and it just stops writing and I can't write with it anymore, I just throw that thing away. There's no other use to a pen than to write with it. And a pen that fails, it just missed its mark. It missed its reason for existence when it stops writing. Did you know that we have also missed a mark, I think, in our lives as, as people the Bible teaches that sin means missing the mark. We have missed the, the, the grander purpose of our lives. And in that, in, in sin, when the word sin in the Bible in Greek, it's like comes from an archery word, meaning to miss the bullseye, to miss that mark. Um, the people in the book of Colossians missed that mark with Christ. You know, they were believers who fell back to their old ways of doing things and thinking. So Paul wrote to correct this error by telling them, Christ is your all in all, all they need and nothing else. And he is supreme above everything. Turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse um, 15. <clears throat> Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. And it says, He is the image, talking about Christ, the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Okay. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on the earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. So that's basically saying Christ is the head of everything. He's the head of nature, creation, and the church. Um, all things were created by him. He made everything. Both things that are invisible, the spiritual and the material world. Whether it's um, thrones, dominions, leaders, political um, governments and everything. He puts those things in their place. And then the verse goes on. Here's the punch here. <clears throat> here's the punchline of this verse 16. It says, All things have been created through him and for him. Let me say that again. All things have been created through him and for him. Jesus made us. Jesus made me. He and not only that, further, furthermore, he made us for himself. All things have been created through him and for him. He made us for himself. In other words, we were made to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That is the reason why we exist. Because I was made for Him. <clears throat> my single most important purpose in my life is to know Him. Okay. I could end my sermon right here. <laughs> um, because 
the purpose of life, the meaning of life. Why am I here? Why was I born? Why do I exist? It's to know Christ, my, my friends and my family. Because Colossians says here, all things have been created through him and for him. So our grand purpose, the grand scheme, the grand purpose of life is to know Christ. Amen. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a planner. Every day I, <clears throat> I get up and I do, or before I go to bed every evening, I do, I write my, my objectives for the next day. What am I going to do? I have a planner that's, that has three big objectives called the big three. And on, under that, I have my little miscellaneous tasks for the day. So er, almost every night, sometimes I skip a night, but I, I open my planner and I write in there, okay, tomorrow is another day. What am I going to get done? There's three main objectives that I have to get done tomorrow. So I write those down, my big three. Then I write my small tasks underneath. <clears throat> so, in this planner, I have three main objectives. But, you know, in, in, in our life as Christians, we also have three main objectives in our life. One, I told, told us already, to know God. Two, I believe, is to make Him famous or make Him known. Number one, know God, make Him known or make Him famous. And number three is to love His people. And in, in the Christian's life, every Christian's life, I believe as the Bible has been teaching me that these are our main three objectives of our lives. And if we, and if we fail at it, we have missed the mark. We have missed our purpose in life to know God, make Him known, and love His people. Um, if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians 3.17. <clears throat> Colossians 3.17. And Paul writes this letter because he wants people to realize that Christ is our all in all. And in chapter 3, he says, all right, we need to be fixated on Christ, be fixed on Him, and let that change in our life, let that change our lives. And in um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Whatever you do <clears throat> in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. Paul tells his people here, he said, Whatever you do, whatever it is, whatever you do, whatever you say in word, whatever you do in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, he says. So earlier we determined um, what our main purpose is, the grand purpose in our lives as Christians is to know God, to know Christ, to have the relationship with Christ because we were made for Him, right? To know Him. And now under that grand purpose, we need to make Him known. We need to make Christ famous. We need to tell others about Him. <clears throat> this verse says, whatever you do. So what does that mean? <laughs> it means everything, right? Whatever I do, wherever I go, whatever I say, um, 
and it can even go into our uh, jobs. What are you? Are you a cashier? Um, are you a full-time dad, full-time mom? Are you a homemaker? Are you a plumber? Um, are you a mechanic, a doctor, construction worker, car salesman, whatever it is? <clears throat> the verse says, whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And, you know, some people say, I don't know uh, how to do this. Do I have to become a pastor or do I have to teach at church or do I have to be some type of work church worker? Do I have to go into organized ministry? Do I need to go to Bible college? Do I need to do all of this stuff that you guys do to serve God and to make him known and to, um, to be effective and, and to make an impact on my community? No, you don't have to. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be a, a church worker. You don't have to be in ministry in that sense. Here, Paul, Paul says, whatever it is you do in word or deed, you can do that in the name of the Lord Jesus. You can glorify God, he says, people. Whether or not that's you're a social worker, you're a mechanic, um, because wherever you work, most of us, we're around people, aren't we? There's going to be people around us that are in our, within our circle of influence. And whatever we say, whatever we do, we're always being watched. We're always being heard. So wherever we're at, whatever we're doing, we're at home or at work or we're at, um, hanging out with our friends or if we're on Facebook, we're making posts. Um, people are always around us and watching. So you have that opportunity for ministry wherever you're at, whenever it is, no matter your profession, no matter your status, no matter where you are, what you're doing. So, purpose of life, man, the grand scheme of life, we need to connect with Christ, connect with God, our Creator, make Him, to know Him. That's If we don't know God, we have missed the mark in life. We will miss our purpose. And under that, it says, make Him known, right? Make him famous, like this verse says, whatever you do in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we live out our faith day in and day out, people are going to wonder. You know. And have you ever just thought that your daily routines were just, eh, you know, I get up again at 7 a.m., get ready for an hour and get to work. Eh. Your, your job or your career, you know, I'm here again, I just clock in, do my my duties and clock back out. You know, that's because we don't have a why of what you do. You just have a what I do, okay? And in order to, to make these things, routines meaningful, is we have to have a why behind it. Why do I work every day? Why do I get up every morning? Why do I go to church even? Why do I have to do this? Why do I have to drive the bus every day why why so we need to um, change our mindset on what we do every day and say okay this is not what i do this i do this because of this here this is the why and why do i do it is i want to make christ known i want to glorify god in my job i want to glorify christ 
in everything I do and say. <clears throat> so the Bible here is saying, whatever it is you do every day, make sure that you're doing it for the cause of Christ, my friends and my family. So that those around you will know something is different about this person, about you. Now, every job, you know, every job I had within the last few years, people knew I was a Christian because I was, I'm just out, out there with my faith. I don't hide my faith. So we should be about God's business every day, my people. <clears throat> so it means whatever you're doing, as long as uh, whatever you're doing is legal <laughs> and you, you can do as un, unto the Lord, people. Make him known. Um, I want to dig a little bit deeper into worth and purpose here. <clears throat> my sermon or my message this morning is not going to be too long. And I just wanted to get straight to the point here. Turn to Psalm 139. Psalm 139. And this is a psalm by David. And man, David was such a deep guy. And here in Psalm 139, he writes about God's omniscience. He knows everything. He God writes about God's uh, omnipresence. He's everywhere present. He writes about God's omnipotence. He's all-powerful. He writes about God's love and grace. And also, he, he writes about his justice. And <clears throat> in this psalm here, David realized something about God. And he realized something about himself as well. And Psalm 139.13, we'll, we'll read from there. And it's talking about the womb and how God was intricately and intimately involved in this process of giving us life even before we were born. It says, For you form <clears throat> my inward parts. David's talking about God here. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made, he says. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you. <clears throat> when I was made in the secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth, your eyes have seen my unformed substance. And in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. Wow. David here realized God's omnipotence. He's all-powerful. He is a powerful God. So powerful and creative that he had David in his eyes and on his mind even when he was a small cell or thousands of cells still. And I want to bring this verse <clears throat> into the context of my sermon this, this morning. God made you. God made you. You are special people. If you're sitting here hearing this sermon now and you've been going through life Life was happening for you and you're going ups and downs and trials 
and you're, you felt much pain in 2020, even 2021. You may have lost a loved one. You may have gone sick <clears throat> with the coronavirus. You may be sick now. And life has literally been hell these past few years, couple years. And you start to wonder, God, don't you even care about me? Where are you, God? This verse here tells me that God is intimately acquainted with us and he is intimately involved with you here today. Even from the time you were an embryo to the time you will die, God is intimately involved in your life. So, does your life matter? Purpose? Yes. Do you matter? Yes. Am I here by mistake? No. Do I have a purpose? Yes, 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 you do in your life. And those, that purpose is to know God, to make Him known or make Him famous. Lastly, love His people. And, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times we Christians like to say, God save me from hell. So in that sense, we know what He saved us from, don't we? But do we know what He saved us for? You know, God saved me from hell. He saved me from myself. He saved me from um, myself just um, deteriorating and just going down in a spiral. But do I know what He saved me for? A lot of us don't. And, and here, Colossians is, is telling us that, man... We were saved, we're, we're, we're made to know God and we're also made to serve Him and, know, and make Him known and to love His people. So hopefully this, this few verses that I'm reading here will grant some insight to us. Those of us who might just be living our day, day to day, just kind of mundane. We don't know what's going to come next. We don't know what to do next. We don't know the why of our life. We just know what we do. And life is just kind of just superficial. And sometimes we feel like we're depressed and we don't, uh, we don't have any reason to get out of bed in the morning. We're just, just, you know, defeated people, even defeated Christians. And here the Bible is teaching us that we don't have to live this way. He is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been cre have created through him and for him. We are created by God specifically for him. And until we realize that big picture, that grander purpose in life, everything else is just eh, mundane routine, meaningless. You know, I work as a research assistant at Johns Hopkins. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, this job, you know. Um, I'm not being challenged enough. Uh, I, I get bored sometimes. But I have to remind myself, I'm here for a reason. God has me here for a purpose. So what now? Um... Maybe some of you don't know God. And my recommendation is to know Him. Connect with your Creator here today, soon. 
if you're not correct, connected with God, you need to be. You know, just like that pen I told you about. Its primary reason in existence is to write. And if it doesn't write, it's not of any use. Like a vehicle. I drive an old Ford Ranger. My mom's truck. She gave it, they passed it down to me. And this truck is pretty faithful. Sometimes, some days it won't start though. And when this vehicle, its purpose in, in its existence is to transport me from a point A to point B. And when it can't do it, it's just a piece of junk to me. <laughs> so, we, in that sense, have failed as well. We have missed the mark as, as humanity. So we need to get our eyes back into focus and fixed upon Christ, as this book Colossians is talking about. The Bible says, All have sinned <clears throat> and fall short of the glory of God. In, in, in Romans. You know, we all missed that mark or bullseye in life and fell seriously short of God's perfect standard. So if you're here today listening, you, we need to realize, you need to realize that we have missed God's glorious standard. There's no way we can make it to heaven because of our sin. We fall short of that. He demands perfection of us to enter heaven. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The wages, we have earned death because of our sin. We have earned eternal separation because of our sin. The wage, that is our wage. That is what we have earned. So that's bad news. The good news is in Romans 5.8. It says, but, but God demonstrates his own love for us, for me, for you. And in this, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for you. What that verse means is that God showed his love. He didn't just tell us he loves us. He actually showed it to us. He provided an example. He provided a model. He provided proof he provided a demonstration of his love for us by sending Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Man, isn't that love? To die in our own place. That's the good news. Romans 10, 9, 13 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, it says. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Scripture says anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For, for, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So this, these passages are saying that we need to believe with our hearts and, and, and that Jesus came to die for our sins and that anyone who calls upon God will not be done in vain. God will listen. God will hear your call. And it's a guarantee right here in scriptures. So call upon the Lord. Call upon God this morning if you 
are stuck in this rut of life. And if you want to know that and see and experience this grand purpose in life, it's so awesome. It just gives me joy. It gives me reason to be here. It's the best thing. Call upon God here today and ask Him to save you. Romans 5, 1 two, through 2 says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God, our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into His grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. So when you put your faith in the Lord Jesus, there's no more enmity. There's no more... Um, there's no more... Uh, see, we're, we are enemies with God when we are not His children. When we are not believers or Christians. We are His enemy. And there is enmity. There is strife. There is a separation. So when we put our faith in His Son, that separation, that enmity ends. There's no more. We are considered His children. His friend. And, and we have access to His grace then. So I'm about out of time here. Uh, my, my people and my friends, my family who are listening here. I, I wanted to bring you this sermon, this message. Um, that <clears throat> the purpose given life. We are given this purpose. As, as God's people. And that man, once I realized this, it just, it's a game changer for me. And, you know, I might not like where I am in life. And life can be hard and difficult where we are. And we always want out. We want to move. We want to do something else. We want to change. Um, but for some reason, God has me in this season. Some reason God has you in your season. Just embrace it and say, all right, maybe he has me for, for something here for some reason. God, show me that. Show me. I want purpose where I am today. I'm going to pray and I'll go ahead and end. Lord God, we just thank you for this morning, this, this uh, message. It wasn't my message, Lord, as I was saying. It's not, nothing to do with me. God, it's everything to do with you. You gave this message this morning to someone even if it's just one person that realized one person was saved, one person was encouraged, one person was challenged. Um, uh, Father God, that I didn't do this in void, um, in vain. I didn't do this for nothing, Lord. And I just praise you and give you thanks for that this morning, Lord Jesus, God. Bless the people here that have heard this message. May you just enlighten them. Give them life again, Lord. In um, Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, people, for um, tuning in. I'm going to give the time back to my brother, um, Clifford. He's going to share a song for, to close us. Yeah.